Morning everybody. Welcome to Wellsprings Community Church. Uh, it's great to have you joining us this morning. Uh, welcome if you're uh, a regular at Wellsprings and have been for a long time. It's great that you're able to join us uh, in this different way that we're having to be together uh, at the moment. Although we're scattered, although we're in different places, we can still come together. We can still be together. We can still be body. We can still be family. We can still be uh, together uh, and celebrating together uh, all that God is doing in us and through us and in the world around us and discovering more of who he is and moving us on in our journey of faith with him. Uh, if you haven't been with us uh, physically before and you're joining us now uh, online uh, through one of the ways that this has been uh, sent out, this live feed, uh, then it's great that you can join us. Uh, welcome. You, you are most welcome. One of the phrases we have uh, for uh, how we work as a church is that we say to people, welcome home. Even if it's the first time you've been, then hopefully you feel at home. It feels like the right place to be. It feels like God is here and you're here and we're here and, and it's how it's right. So welcome home. Uh, welcome and thank you for joining us. Uh, I'm just going to do uh, a few minutes of waffling so it gives time for people uh, to be able to join us uh, as they come in in live. Um, we've got lots of different ways that this goes out and lots of different feeds. So different people are joining us in different ways. Um, just to let you know, later on uh, in our service this morning, uh, we're going to be sharing communion together. Uh, if you want to join in with that, then you would be very, very welcome to do so. But you would just need to have some bread uh, and some juice ready so that when we get to that part of the service, you can join in. You can take the bread and you can take the juice. We'll think about what it means, what it represents uh, once we get to that part of the service. So be ready maybe getting it now some bread and some juice so that when we get to that point in the service uh, you're all ready to go uh, and join in with what we're going to be doing so get your bread and your juice ready uh, if you've got any prayer requests uh, then either on the feed that you're watching through uh, or directly in some way uh, a message to me or to the group then put a prayer request on there if there are things going on at the moment you'd really value someone praying for you about then put it on there and we can be praying for that. Maybe it's a, a highlight. Maybe it's a positive thing. You want to say thank you for something. Then we can be doing that. It's great to celebrate and to see how God has answered prayers. Sometimes even before we ask for those things that the prayers are answered about. Um, so it may be a highlight. It may be something you want to thank God for. Or you want to tell everyone about that's really good news. Uh, or it could be something that's difficult at the moment. Maybe you or someone you know is having a difficult time. Maybe it's just a situation in the world. Uh, then put those things on uh, and we can pray about those later as well. Uh, there'll be some prayers partway through the service. Um, we've got uh, the Bond family doing the prayers this time. So Mike and Dawn and Sam uh, are going to be doing some prayers for us. Um, keeping up the tradition of last week, uh, we have a Bible reading uh, and our Bible reading is going to be coming from uh, someone who used to be uh, a member at Wellsprings uh, and is now living in another country, not quite as far away as uh, in America, in Georgia, where we had our reading from last week, but it definitely is, I think, another country. Um, so we'll see about that one uh, as we go through in a few minutes. Uh, so uh, follow the service through. Um, if there's anything within it that you don't understand, there's anything you want to ask about, anything that it causes you to ask questions or anything about, put those uh, on the comments on the feeds. Uh, and in the coming days and weeks, we can look into and we can answer some of those things that you're saying there. So uh, write the highlights down uh, in the comments 
of uh, whichever feed you're on. Uh, do the prayer requests and we can be praying about those later as well uh, and have the bread and wine ready as well. So uh, I'll just give it a couple more minutes uh, before we move into the next parts of the service because I know people are still joining us uh, live now as, as this is being uh, fed out to everybody. So if you have just joined us uh, and you're wondering what I'm talking about and what's going on, then welcome to Wellsprings Community Church. Uh, I'm Tiff, I'm part of the leadership team, uh, and I get to lead these Sunday morning uh, activities that we're doing while we're online, while we can't gather together uh, at Wellsprings Community Church, but we can still gather together, even in this slightly strange, slightly different way. Uh, so I've been explaining uh, that if you want to uh, have send in any prayer requests, you can do that. If you want to send in any highlights to tell everyone, you can do that. Uh, I've been explaining about having some bread and wine ready as well so that we can share communion together uh, later on in the service. Uh, as I said last week, uh, there are different people who are going to be doing different parts of the service today. Lyndon is going to be leading us in the first song that we sing together in a minute or two. Uh, Anya uh, has, uh, is going to be helping us later on to sing. She's going to be leading us uh, in a worship song towards the end of the service as well. Uh, the Bonds are doing the prayer time. Uh, and we've got some uh, special guests uh, doing the Bible reading uh, in a little bit as well. I'll pop up every so often to introduce things. Uh, I'll be just doing a short thought as well after the Bible reading, helping us to understand a little bit more. We're going through Mark's Gospel. Last week we began doing that. We began at Mark chapter 1 and verse 1. Uh, this week we're continuing from Mark chapter 1 verse 9. Uh, and we're doing the next little section of the story. Uh, if you were here last week of the beginning of the good news. Uh, so that will be me a little bit later as well. So we've probably filled up enough time. Uh, so we'll be able to start in a second. Uh, I'm going to say a prayer uh, and then we'll get into the rest uh, of the service. But do remember, uh, if you want to put anything on as a highlight, if you want to put a prayer request on, if you want to volunteer to do maybe in the future a Bible reading uh, or some prayers or to lead some worship or uh, to give a short testimony, just a couple of minutes of how you came to be a Christian, how you came to faith. Maybe you want to be involved in leading the communion or whatever it is, contact me uh, and I can explain to you how we do it and how you can get that to me. All you would need is to have either a computer or a phone or something like that that's got a camera on it so that you can record yourself and then I'd show you how you could send it to me and we can then put it together, edit it together uh, to make the morning service. Uh, so if you want to be involved in that way, that would be great. Uh, but for this morning, we're going to get going. I'm going to say a prayer uh, and then once I've said that prayer, Lyndon uh, will lead us in our first worship song. Uh, it's called Lord You Have My Heart, for those of you who know that. Uh, Lyndon will lead that through with us. The Bonds will say some prayers. Uh, we'll have our Bible reading. Uh, I'll come back and do a little talk as well. Uh, and then Anya will lead us in a song at the end before we have communion uh, and then our final prayers. So let's start now. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we do thank you again that we can gather together in this slightly strange way, in this unusual way, in this unusual time. But Lord, thank you that we do have the technology to make all of this work, that we do have ways of still meeting, still encouraging, still listening to you, still listening to each other, still supporting and helping each other. Thank you that all through the week that support happens through phone calls uh, and through messages uh, and through video messages and all those things. Lord, thank you that we can love one another and we can support one another, that we can love our community and support our community just as we love you uh, and we come to you uh, each day for that support and for that guidance that we need from you. 
Holy Spirit, I pray this morning that you would come and you would fill each one of us who are watching this stream, whether we're watching it live, whether we're watching it recorded later, wherever we are, whatever our situation. Holy Spirit, I pray we would have a sense of being together with each other and being together with you and that your spirit would come and fill each one of us so that we're drawn closer to you and that we're moved on in our relationship with you. Lord, we give ourselves to you afresh now and we just ask that you would be present through this service time, that we would have a sense of your presence and that we would know the reality of having you as the Lord of our lives. Come Holy Spirit, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. So now Lyndon's going to lead us uh, in our first worship song today. Lord, you have my heart.
Father God, we know that times are difficult and strange for everyone, but we give thanks for the sunshine and the opportunity to be able to go outdoors at least once a day. I pray that soon things will become easier for people who are struggling with this. I pray for people who are working longer shifts than normal and may be separated from their families or not at home much. Amen. Dear Father, as we come together today, I want to thank you for your goodness. I thank you for the lovely weather we have enjoyed this week and for the beauty of your creation, especially as we witness the trees and plants springing into life. Lord, we remember those in our fellowship who have been recently bereaved. I pray that you would draw close to each person. I think too of other people in the wider community who have lost loved ones, that they might be comforted. During these unusual times, I pray for the safekeeping of the key workers in our community, especially those on the front line. On a personal note, I want to bring my former physiotherapy colleagues to you especially those treating respiratory patients. I pray for our government, for wisdom, unity and clear leadership. Also for our scientists and medical specialists involved in trying to find a breakthrough and antibody testing and vaccines for this disease. I thank you for how quickly things have moved so far. Father, I pray for those who don't have outside space or those who live alone or have mental health issues, that they would receive the help and love that they need. I thank you for technology and how this is enabling some people to keep in contact with loved ones. Only a few years ago, this would not have been possible. Lord, we don't understand why we are in this situation and at times see it seems surreal, but I pray that through it there would be good. I pray that people would be stimulated to reflect and that some would turn to you and would see that you alone can truly save us. I pray these things in your name. Amen. Dear God, we thank you for our leaders physicians and scientists. We ask you that you give them the wisdom to come up with a solution to beat this coronavirus. We ask you to keep our church members in good health. We ask these things in your name, Lord. Amen. Uh, it's now time to have our Bible reading for this morning. As I've said, we're carrying on uh, where we left off the story last week. So we're in Mark chapter 1, and we're going to be beginning at, be beginning at verse 9. Uh, if you're someone who's watching this who maybe doesn't have a Bible at home but would like to have one, then uh, contact me, message me, uh, put it on one of the comments uh, of the feed that you're watching, uh, and we'll be able to get a Bible delivered to you. We've got some at the church uh, that are there, ready to be given to people, anyone who asks. So you can have a, a free gift from us, uh, so that you can follow the story through for yourself, so that you can read things for yourself. It's always good to be able to do that, to be able to think uh, for ourselves and to read things for ourselves. And so we want to make that possible to everyone who'd like to. 
So get in touch with me about that. Um, following on the tradition of last week, uh, we had a Bible reading from uh, a couple of people who, uh, or certainly one of them who was at Wellsprings a few years ago, Catherine and her husband Ben, um, and they're out in Georgia in the United States, and so they did our Bible reading for us last week. Uh, this week, our special guests uh, are Phil and Caroline Tucker. Uh, Phil and Caroline were members at Wellsprings for a long, long time. They've now moved to Cardiff, uh, and so uh, they got in touch with me this week about something else, and so uh, I asked them if they'd be prepared to do the reading for us. Uh, Phil has become the cameraman, uh, and Caroline's the one who's actually going to do the reading, but I know they send uh, greetings from Cardiff and their love uh, to all of us over here. So we're going to go to them uh, on the waterfront at Cardiff uh, for our Bible reading for today. Uh, Caroline, I think, will introduce it to us, uh, but it's great. Thank you, Phil. Thank you, Caroline, for doing that for us. Let's have our Bible reading now. Today's reading is taken from Mark, chapter 1, verses 9 to 15. And I'm reading from the New International Version. At that time, Jesus came from Nazareth in Galilee and was baptised by John in the Jordan. Just as Jesus was coming up out of the water, he saw heaven being torn open and the Spirit descending on him like a dove. And a voice came from heaven, You are my Son, whom I love. With you I am well pleased. At once the Spirit sent him out into the wilderness and he was in the wilderness for 40 days, being tempted by Satan. He was with the wild animals, and angels attended him. After John was put in prison, Jesus went into Galilee, proclaiming the good news of God. The time has come, he said. The kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe the good news. I was due to be away for a few days this week doing some lecturing uh, with everything as it is. Uh, I wasn't. Instead, I sat in my office upstairs at church uh, and I spent a few days, six hours a day, teaching the Old Testament uh, to theology degree students online. Um, I could see them through the system we were using. They could see me. I could talk to them. They could answer back. They could give questions and things. It was very different and it was very hard work. Uh, but it was still a good thing to do. At the same time as I was lecturing uh, to the degree students, uh, there was some things going on as well for those who were the non-degree students, who maybe in a year or two's time are going to do the degree, but it's sort of preparation for that. Uh, and they were being taught the Old Testament as well. Uh, and they were being taught by someone who was a former pupil, a former student of mine, doing the degree course. And I knew uh, that they'd be in safe hands, because Jonathan, uh, this lad who is going to do the lecturing for them, um, the assignment that he wrote for me in the year that he did his degree uh, was I gave the highest mark to out of any assignment that I've ever marked uh, on the degree course. So I knew that they were going to be in safe hands. I knew that they were going to be okay. Uh, one of the things that happened uh, was uh, on one of the Facebook uh, groups, uh, there was a quote put on there of something that he said to them as part of his lecturing this week. Uh, and when I saw it, uh, I thought, yeah, my, it's like, my work here is done. Because he had understood it and he was passing it on to others so they could understand it as well. This is a quote, I've got it written down so that I get it exactly right. It said, reading the Gospels without knowing the Old Testament is like reading a book in a language 
that we don't understand. What he was meaning, and what I think he was completely right about, is that we see so much more of who Jesus is, and so much more of what he did, and understand so much more, when we see the context, when we see the background, when we see what Jesus is fulfilling, when those Old Testament pictures are brought together and we see who Jesus truly is. The events in today's reading are a prime example of that happening. We're carrying on the story straight from last week. If you remember last week, John the Baptist arrived. He was preparing the way for God himself. He was preparing the way for the Messiah to come. He was saying, get ready, he's coming. I baptise you with water on the outside, but he's going to baptise you with the Holy Spirit on the inside to make real change to you and to your life from the inside out. Where we are today is that after John has been saying that, after John has been telling everyone to get ready, Jesus arrives. Jesus arrives to see John the Baptist at the River Jordan. Jesus goes into the water and John the Baptist baptises Jesus. And then everything goes a bit wild. There are loads of Old Testament references that happen within this story that we've read today. I'm just going to pick out one or two of them. There's loads more, but let's pick out one or two just to see how this kind of thing works. What's the first thing that happens? When Jesus comes out of the water, the Holy Spirit descends on him like a dove. Why did Mark choose to say like a dove? One of the things we can do is look back to the first time something is made reference to in the Old Testament. When we see that first reference to it and begin to understand what's going on there, it gives us a better idea of why they've used that and why it's happening in the New Testament example in Jesus's life. What's the first Old Testament reference to a dove? Thinking hard? Noah's Ark. Remember, uh, Noah sends the dove out and it comes back with the olive branch in its beak. It's a symbol, it's a sign of a, a new start to the world by coming out of the water that's washed them clean. It, it's a dove that bringing a sign of uh, a new world beginning, of God finding a new way of having relationship with people in the world. The dove shows what Jesus is doing, that he's doing that self-same thing, that there's a new start to going on a new world beginning a new way of having relationship with God it's an old testament event showing a meaning of the event in Jesus's life more clearly and more plainly the Holy Spirit descends like a dove and then God the Father speaks with an audible voice first old testament reference to God speaking you know it's part of an ancient poem about the creation of the universe. We call it Genesis chapter 1, the very first chapter of our Bibles. According to this poem, God's voice is how creation happens. God's voice is how life begins. God's voice is how things got put together in such a way that it was just as God wanted it to be. The Old Testament showing that in Jesus... There's a new creation. There's a new life. 
there's a new way of things being back to how they're meant to be. The audible voice of God speaks. It reminds them of creation story and how in Jesus now there's this new creation that's happening. If we were really wanting to get into it, there's all kinds of other things. There's the spirit of God hovering over the waters just like a bird, just like a dove, maybe. Are you following? By knowing, by understanding Old Testament events and stories, then it brings more meaning and it brings more life to the things that Jesus said and did. The Holy Spirit, a dove, a new start, a new relationship with God. The voice speaking of new creation, of new life, of things how they're meant to be. And then finally, number three, what did the voice say? The voice said, this is my son. Other gospels make it even clearer because in the other gospels he says, the voice says things like, this is my beloved son, or this is my one and only son. And reading that, again, it's a phrase that straight away can cause memories for us of something that we've read before, of something in the Old Testament where that exact same phrase is used. Why does Mark use it? Because he wants us to take us back to that story, to see what we can learn from that story and see how it applies to Jesus. It's a phrase that Abraham uses right back in Genesis about his son, Isaac. If you remember the story, God has promised that he'll give Abraham as many descendants as there are stars in the sky. The problem is Abraham has no children. And then, finally, Sarah, Abraham's wife, has a child. She has a son. They call him Isaac. And it's referred to, he's referred to by Abraham as his beloved son, his one and only son. Years later, he's had the son. And then he thinks that God wants him to sacrifice Isaac. So he takes him to Mount Moriah, the place where Jerusalem would eventually be built. Uh, and then while they're there, Isaac, Abraham's one and only son, his beloved son, uh, he has to carry the wood up the hill to the place where he would be put on the wood and he would be sacrificed. But before that final action can happen, he's been placed on the wood, he's on top of the mountain, he's about to be sacrificed, but God stops Abraham. And he says, no, 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 you don't have to sacrifice your son. In fact, on this hill, I... God says, will provide the sacrifice. Hundreds and hundreds of years later, on that same hill, just outside Jerusalem, Jesus carried the wood up the hill to the place where he'd be put on the wood on his cross. But this time, the one and only beloved son, God of the Son, would be sacrificed for us and on this hill God really did provide just like he promised Abraham and his one and only beloved son if you remember in the story Abraham wasn't worried uh, about what he was about to do because there's a phrase that's used it says that he knew God could bring the dead back to life again 
just as Jesus was the complete fulfillment of that story. The sacrifice that did take place, the one and only beloved son who was sacrificed on the wood that he carried up the hill, brought back to life so that we can now live in relationship with him. It's not surprising that Mark tells us that Jesus came with this message in the second half of the reading. The message that he came with was, in him, the kingdom of God has come near. In him, the kingdom of God has come near. It's a kingdom that comes with new creation, that comes with new life, that comes with a new start, that comes with a new relationship with God, that comes with how things were always meant to be. All of those things brought about by Jesus's life and death and resurrection. And if we read the events of Jesus's life using those Old Testament links, then we're reading in a language that's understandable, that makes the events even more real and even more meaningful and makes them real for us today. By asking Jesus into our life, by entering into the kingdom of God, that new creation, that new life, that new way of being where things are how they're meant to be, then we enter ourselves into the story and Jesus comes to live in us and be part of our story we begin to understand more of it when we read the bible for ourselves and begin to put those things together and see how god speaks through all these different parts and brings it together in one amazing symphony as we study it for ourselves as we think about it as we pray about it as we study it and work it through and how we for ourselves can apply it to our lives we can know that new life that new beginning, all those things that were symbolised in Jesus' baptism, the Holy Spirit coming like a dove to bring new start, new relationship with God, the voice of God speaking bringing new creation and new life and things back how they're meant to be. And finally, the one and only beloved Son who was sacrificed and who came back to life again so that we can live in the reality of this kingdom with Jesus as the King of the kingdom and of our lives. Let's read it, let's study it, let's think about it, let's apply it, let's ask Jesus to be king in that new way of being, in that new creation, as he comes to live inside each one of us.
So we come now with a chance uh, to respond to all that God's been saying and doing to us this morning. To think again about how he was prepared to give himself for us on the cross. About how through his resurrection we have that new life and that new beginning uh, that we've been thinking about earlier on. We're thinking about how uh, he was willing to sacrifice himself. We've just sung about freely he gave himself surrendered his life upon the cross and so what we're going to do is share communion together if you've got your bread and your juice ready uh, then now's the time that we're going to use it because Jesus said uh, at the last supper that that the bread represented his body that was broken for us remember he carried the wood up the hill for his sacrifice just like Isaac had done those hundreds and hundreds of years before but this time God didn't stop God didn't intervene God didn't say no don't do it Jesus was the sacrifice that was to come. He was the one that God was talking about when he said, on this hill, I will provide the sacrifice. And so that's what Jesus did. He went to the cross. He died for each one of us. He, was, uh, he rose again. He came back to life so that each of us can know the reality of him living within us, of the new life that he can bring, uh, the new right relationship that we've thought about, the new way of being in relationship with God so that things are how they're meant to be. There's no separation. There's no brokenness in that relationship. But it's completely restored through what he's done. So we come together and we say thank you for his death on the cross. Jesus said the body, uh, his body was represented by this bread and that it was broken. And so we break the bread. And we say thank you, Lord Jesus, for your death on the cross. Thank you that you were willing you were prepared to take everything that separates us from God and take it on yourself and then beat it and destroy it and conquer it by rising back to life again. Lord, thank you for your death and all that that means for us in our relationship with you. Amen. And then Jesus took the cup of wine, uh, of juice, uh, and uh, he explained that that was representing his blood that was shed for each one of us. But that it was a sign of the new covenant, the new agreement between God and us. That new way of being where everything between us can be right again because of what Jesus has done by defeating and destroying everything that separates us from God. Things we've done, things others have done, situations we found ourselves in things we haven't done that we should have done, whatever it is that blocks that relationship with God. Jesus' death and resurrection deals with it because he has defeated everything, even death itself. And so we take this juice. We remember Jesus' blood that was shed for us, but we remember his resurrection to new life so that when we drink it, maybe we can feel it going down inside us. Maybe we can feel, maybe for the first time, the Holy Spirit moving and at work within us as God himself comes to live inside to give us the life that we're meant to have the relationship back with God that we're meant to have again so Lord Jesus we thank you for your blood and for what that means for each one of us Amen
Thank you for joining again with us this morning. Uh, depending which feed you're on, there may be other things that are happening. We may be able to answer some of your questions. We may be able to pray for some of those things. Uh, if you're on the, the Wellsprings Community Church group, uh, then there's some instructions on there about what's happening next and what's going on. So thank you for joining us. It's been great to be with you. Do get in touch with any questions you have, with any thoughts you have. If you want to volunteer to be involved in the service next week in any kind of way. Uh, or you just want to comment, you just want to say hello. It's been great to share with so many of you this morning. Please do, uh, through the week, use all that's there. Keep looking for things that might pop up, things from me, things from others, songs of worship, uh, maybe readings or writing or poetry. Remember to contact Andrew Coleman uh, with the things to go on his sheet that goes round to everyone uh, and include things let him know things that you can put on there i know he's he wants more and more people to be involved in helping him to prepare that each week uh so yeah thank you for being with us um we'll see you all next sunday morning at half past 10 maybe we'll have interaction between then in some kind of different way uh online that would be really great please do be in touch with us please do use this as a place where you can feel at home where you can ask the questions where you can uh, know that whatever happens you're loved and you're accepted and you are home again. So have a great week, as great as it can be. Keep safe, uh, and we'll see you again next Sunday, but maybe we'll see you in between. Uh, and if you're on the Wellsprings Community Church group, you'll know who you are. Uh, then look on there, uh, and there's more opportunities for things that are happening uh, very shortly as well. Okay, so it's been great to be with you. Grace and peace, everybody. <laughs>